All right, good morning. Welcome. I think it's time to do yoga and some meditation. That's the plan. If you're just coming in, grab two blocks and a strap. We have props today for fancy yoga. Um, My name is Ashley Sharp. I'll be teaching a class this morning. I'm wondering who's new. I talked to some new people. If you could raise your hand. Welcome. Welcome to everybody, but a special welcome to the new people. And if you could turn to your neighbor and say hello, introduce or reintroduce yourself. If you're just coming in, you'll need two blocks and a strap. The blocks are in the back. Ah. Okay. So our topic for today, are you ready? Dun, dun, dun. The topic is um, courage, courageousness, living bravely. Yeah? Seems like a good topic. I'm wondering... Um, when I say that topic, what comes to mind? What are some of your thoughts about bravery or courageousness, living with courage? Anybody have any thoughts? Yeah. The base of it is heart. The, the base of it is heart. Yeah, I think that's true, right? From the heart, courage from the heart. Anybody else got anything? Courageousness. Honesty. Honesty. Oh, that was our topic a few weeks ago. Authenticity or Honesty. What else do we got about courage? Is it possible to be courageous in yoga practice? Yes, but I'm shaking. Oh, she's saying, like, when when she's actually shaking, don't be afraid, those of you that are new. I won't do too much that you'll be shaking. But when you're kind of shaking in a yoga class, like, having courage with that. I also think, those of you that are new, sometimes it takes, I mean, I don't know your history with yoga, but sometimes it takes courage to come to a new class, Right? Like that you haven't been to before. Is that teacher going to be mean? (laughs) Am I going to have to do something weird? Like put my foot behind my head. Um, What else? Courage? Anybody else have any topic or thought about courage? I think it also, courage implies that there's uh, something that's a little scary. Right? Something that's a little uncertain something that's unclear or vulnerable. So it comes with, it comes maybe with vulnerability. Yeah? All right. So welcome. There's new people coming. Welcome, welcome. If um, there's blocks, you'll need two blocks and a strap. And those are all in the back. But take your time getting yourself settled. And I think while we're waiting for everybody to get settled, those of you that are ready to start, let's have you lie down on your back. Sunny side up. And um, you'll have your knees bent, feet flat on the floor. Knees bent, feet flat on, feet flat on the floor. It's like a whole yoga party of new people coming today. Straps are right over here. I think there might be some open packages somewhere. Oh, those are garbage. <laughs> Yeah. I'm good. I just Welcome. Yeah. Grab yourself a strap. Okay. 
Those of you that are on the floor, resting on your back, take a full breath in and a full breath out. <laughs> That's all right. There's um, extra um, pro- uh, mats in the closet up there to the right. Yeah. yeah. It's unclear, right? Here, I'll grab you a mat. Uh-huh. Stick your right leg up in the air towards the ceiling. Just stick it right up there. Where did she go? That was here's a mat for you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then circle the ankle up there. Yeah. Have your free leg, the leg that's on the floor, have that knee bent, feet on the foot on the floor, yeah. Uh-huh. And then flex and point that leg, that foot up there. Flex and point. Flex and point. Mm-hmm. All right. And then bend the knee and put the foot down. And take a full breath here. And let's take the other leg, the left leg up, and circle the ankle. Go tenderly. Go tenderly. Go courageously. The crinkling of an opening strap. Uh-huh. Circle the ankle in the other direction. And then flex and point the foot. Here's one. Mm-hmm. And then bend the knee and place the foot on the floor. Take a full breath in and a full breath out. Good. So just to pause here before we get any deeper in the class and to note um, that we're here this morning to practice yoga and meditation, that it's called a practice, it's not called a perfect It's called a yoga and meditation practice. So we're cultivating wholesome, healthy, good qualities that everybody that came, you, and the people around you in the room, that we've all come for some positive, wholesome, healthy reason. The cultivation of our health, for our well-being, for peace for ourselves and peace for the world. Let's let the knees fall over to the right. Uh-huh. Open your arms out to the sides like a little bit of a T. Turn your head a bit to the left. And then just pause here and breathe and sense. So really the main point of the yoga practice and the meditation practice is to cultivate moment-to-moment attention, presence, you could say, heartful attention to what's happening while it's happening. It's as simple as that, as we put ourselves in different shapes. Let's bring the knees up and over to the other side. To that end, if something seems like it's hurting you or injuring you, please uh, stop doing it at any moment. You're welcome to make modifications and changes 
to what I ask you to do. You can make things easier, you can make things harder, and you can do something else entirely. I'm more interested in how you're practicing with kindness, with courage, than what you're doing in particular. I'm interested in the inner state, quality of kindness, presence, attention. All right, let's bring the knees back up. Have your feet a little wider than your hips and let your knees rest on each other. So just drop them towards each other. Uh-huh. And then take your hands. If you have glasses, you'll need to take them off and put them somewhere safe, maybe just next to you or on your tummy. And you'll take your hands and put the palms of your hands over your eyes. You'll get the heel of your hand on your cheekbone, fingers towards the hairline, and the palms of the hands covering your eyes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And just let your eyes relax under your hands. Any tension that's easy to let go of as if it could uh, flow empty out into the floor under you. Uh, Soften the jaw. Soften your low belly so that you're not unconsciously gripping your belly. There's a little bit of relaxation in the belly. Uh, And then the same with your tongue. Let your tongue be as soft as possible. Uh, As if this very shape of not doing much of anything, as if this very shape could restore you, could refresh you. And then you'll take your arms um, up above your head, back of the hands on the floor, so the elbows will be bent a little bit. If there's cushions, you could maybe slide them out of the way. Uh-huh. So the back of the hands, the, not the palm, back of the hand on the floor, yeah. If you have a tender shoulder, you might not have that arm up so high, or you could put a cushion underneath the arm. So the arms are just up above the head. And you might notice as you're here in this shape that the chest gets a little bit of a stretch. Okay. Now, um, as we do the yoga practice today, and actually even as we do the meditation and move into the talk, which I'll give at the end, or towards the end, remembering that part of what we do is respect. So we're, we're uh, meeting ourselves here on the mat. We're meeting ourselves here on the mat, and that includes with all of our capacity, which is this amazing body that can um, walk and breathe and digest food. But also we meet ourselves with our tenderness and our vulnerabilities too, with our injuries, with our heartaches. So starting class here and respecting all of that, having courage to show up, even when things might be a little difficult. Welcome. Take a full breath in here and a full breath out. Okay, now keep your arms where they are and just stretch your legs up uh, down towards the front of the room, right on the floor, just like a, a sort of cat stretch, like you were just waking up here, kind of cat stretch kind of thing. Uh And then uh, bend your knees one at a time, place your feet on the floor, and pull your knees into your chest. Squeeze those knees in. And you'll feel your lower back.
press onto the floor. You'll take your hands to your knees, hands to your knees, squeeze your knees in. Uh-huh. And then begin to circle the knees. Here's a strap for you. Just begin to circle the knees. And you can do this slow or fast. Just follow your body. Notice how the weight of the body comes down into the floor through the sacrum, which is that flat bone at the back of the hips, the base of the spine. Uh, Circle your knees in the other direction. Okay. And then place both feet on the floor. And we're going to rock our pelvis here. This is really simple pelvis rocking. You will not be lifting your bum up off the ground. You might press your feet into the floor and press your lower back down and then release the pressure in the feet and let your lower back arch. So just a few tuck and untuck, like you were tucking your pelvis and then untucking your pelvis. And you might feel this in particular in the lower back, how first the lower back presses and meets the floor, and then the lower back releases and arches a little bit. So your butt will stay on the floor, and you're just tilting and tucking and tucking. Now, as you do this, notice how this movement echoes or reverberates up through your neck and shoulders. Keep your neck and shoulders as relaxed as possible for that to happen. You have one. Now you have three. Uh huh. Let's pull the right knee into the chest. Extend your left leg along the floor to the front of the room. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let the extended leg be on the floor. Yeah. And take a full breath here. So may this practice today, may this practice that we're embarking on, um, be to your highest good, whatever that might be today. May it really serve you so that when you leave, you have more capacity to meet the challenges of your life and more capacity to offer wisdom and compassion to the world. All right, let's switch legs. So you'll release the right leg, pull the left knee in. The leg uh, that's lifted in, you've got your hands around it, you're pulling it in. The leg that's extended, the foot's on the floor. Your belly is soft to receive the breath. Uh Good. Take another breath. Lots of breathing this morning to oxygenate the whole system. Oxygenate the whole system. All right, let's have both knees bent, both feet on the floor. Hands will be down on the floor by your sides. Okay, now we're going to do something that's maybe a little complicated. And if you get confused, you have some choices. You can peek around the room and copy someone else, or you can just do whatever you want. Those are the choices. Don't feel like you have to be doing what your neighbor's doing. It'll work out in the end. Let's inhale, lift both hips up, and at the same time, circle your arms to the floor up above your head. So inhale, hips up, arms circle back. Feet down, butt up. Uh Exhale, bring the hips and the arms down. Okay, so do that one more time. Inhaling up and exhaling down. Okay. 
All right, so when we do movement and breath, you want to start the breath, and then the movement and the the breath will be long and slow. Um, Not so slow that you lose your breath, but long and slow enough. So try that again. Inhale, hips lift up, arms sweep up. And then you start your exhale, and then the movement, and you come back down. Good. Okay, let's meet in the down shape. Hips down, arms down. So hips down, arms down. And let's try this together. So inhale, hips up, arms up. Now exhale, right arm only down and your hips down. Inhale, hips and right arm back up. Exhale, hips and left arm down. Inhale, hips and left arm up. Exhale, hips and both arms down. I told you that part was confusing. Well, we'll see what happens. Let's try it again. Uh, Inhale, both arms and hips up. Exhale, right arm down and hips down. Inhale, right arm and hips up. Exhale, left arm and hips down. Inhale, left arm and hips up. Exhale, both hips, both arms. Both hips. Both hips and one arm down. All right, and then pause in the down. Uh Observe yourself here in this shape. You can sense the shape you're in. You know that you're resting on your back. Good. And then you'll roll over to your side and you'll come up to your hands and knees. And um, I think some of you that were coming in late, you probably need to grab one of these square cushions to put under your knees. So there's lots of square cushions in here. And you'll need a square cushion under your knees. Here you are. Yeah, facing front. That's a good question. I don't want to look at your derriere. I'm sure it's cute, but I don't want to look at it. So you come onto your hands and knees. And, ooh, I need something under my knees, too. Once you get onto your hands and knees, we'll do our pelvic tilts again. Uh, Cat and cow, it's often called. Inhale, draw the belly. So you arch your tail up, slide the belly down, lift the chin and the chest. And then exhale, tuck the tail, drop the head, and round the back. That's your pattern. Inhaling, drop the belly. And exhale, when you exhale, pull the navel in and push the hands and legs into the ground. Drop your head. All right, so keep going. And each time you exhale, push the hands and knees into the ground and drop your head, especially at the end. Uh, Two more. Good. So it's very simple yoga, and we're uh, cultivating presence. So it's like moving meditation. Okay. And then come to neutral spine, and you'll do half dog or puppy dog. So your head comes down. Your tushy stays high. Your hands are way forward and shoulder width apart. And here, 
It's like you're making a ski slope shape or child child slide shape with your hips high and your hands way forward. Uh Then draw your hips back away from your hands. Uh So have your hands so far forward that your head can come down to the floor. Yeah. And then take two breaths. Now when you breathe... Your, your lungs are like balloons. When you inhale, your lung balloons expand. And when you exhale, your lung balloons settle and empty. Good. Okay. Come on up to hands and knees. You'll step the right foot behind you with the toes on the floor. And then move it across the midline to the left side of the body. And you'll peek around at that uh, foot. Uh And here, you might notice a stretch somewhere in the side of the body. On the right side, your left side is compressing and your right side is extending. Good. Bring the foot back to the midline, head back to the midline. Step the right foot forward. And then um, sink your hips towards the front foot and climb your hands up to your front knee. Two breaths here. This time when you exhale, push that right foot into the floor vigorously. So it's quite a bit of effort when you exhale, pushing that right foot down. Okay, and then that's enough of that. Hands will come back down. You'll step the right leg back. Left leg comes back. Toes on the floor. And then you cross it over the midline and you peek over your right shoulder to your foot. And then what do you sense here? Compression in the right side, perhaps extension in the left side. Good. Let's bring the foot and the head back to the midline and step your left foot forward between your hands. Uh Sink your hips and climb your hands up to your front thigh. Uh Relax your shoulders. When you exhale, your instruction is to quite strongly push your front foot into the floor. So you're engaging the muscles by doing that. Each time you exhale, push that left foot down. Good. Hands down to the floor. Step the knee back. So you're back on your hands and knees. Bring your knees to touch, ankles to touch. Curl your toes under. And then walk your hands back towards your knees for toe torment. Toe torture? Yeah? Yeah, do what you can. Didn't I say do, do what you can, don't do what you can't? Have I said that yet today? Um, if you need to have your hands still on the floor, do that. You can always come back next week. I will be here, God willing, knock on wood. Uh, big breath wherever you are, toes stretching. Mm, and then come off those toes, release them. Open the knees wide, toes together, and shift back into child's pose. Now, child's pose, your heels are as close to your bum as they can come. Not everybody's heels get close to the bum, but do what you can. Don't do what you can. Uh-huh. And the hands are stretching for this one today. Walk your hands as far above your head as they can go without moving your bum. Okay. Walk your hands over to the right. Lean your hips a little bit to the left. And take a couple of breaths here, sensing the whole left side. Whatever you can sense here. 
So we use the yoga practice and meditation practice to wake up, to wake up to the experience of being alive, coming off of automatic pilot, coming out of dullness into aliveness. That, at times, takes courage, which is our topic for today. Let's walk the hands back to the center and over to the other side. Lean your hips a little bit to the right. And then here, breathing. So the Buddha, uh, his given name as a child was not Buddha. He, uh, once he uh, reached awakening, or enlightenment, or nibbana, or nirvana, he became known as the Buddha. And the Buddha means the awakened one. So it's as simple as that waking up to life, waking up. Let's walk the hands back to the center. Uh-huh. Come forward again up onto your hands and knees. And what we're going to do now is just shift your weight forward, bending your elbows, and then shift your weight back, stretching your arms a bit. And you'll go back and forth at your own pace. So some of you will like to hold the elbow bend strengthening, and some of you might like to linger more in the back, or some of you might like to keep moving. There's no right or wrong way to do this. I'd just like you to shift your weight Front to back, bearing some weight in the arms at some point. Exploring all the sensations along the way, here and there. Okay, good. Then come down onto your elbows. Interlace your fingers. Push your elbows into the floor so much that your chest lifts up a little bit, like the back of your body could somehow get closer to that impossibly high ceiling up there. Uh, Without moving your knees, squeeze your knees towards each other. They don't move, but they're squeezing. Some of you will stay here. This is plenty strengthening, and some of you will step your legs back one at a time, toes curled under to come into plank pose on the elbows. So you can stay with your knees on the floor, just like you are, or you might step the legs back. Uh If you've got the legs back, your body's like a plank, not like a mountain peak. So your tushy is in line. Step your feet way further back if you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Feet further back if you're going to do this, so your hips are down. Look forward at your hands. Hips down even more, and you might need your knees on the floor. Two more breaths wherever you are. Keep pushing those elbows down, strengthening the body. Strengthening the quadricep muscles, the thigh muscles are engaged. Your belly muscles are engaged. Good. Land all the way down on your belly. You might need to adjust the cushion. If it feels like it's lumpy under you, you can move it. And then you're going to come down on your belly. Like if I were lying on the floor, this is how I want your hands. So your chin is tucked, your forehead's down, and you make a kind of diamond shape up above your head. Palms down. Good. Okay, let's inhale, lift up the right arm and your head. Uh-huh. Exhale, put the right arm and the head down. Keep the elbow bent. Uh-huh. Inhale, up, left arm and head. Good. Exhale, down. Now, as you do this, you'll keep going. Inhale, right arm and head. Keep looking at the floor or in the midline and head down. Inhale, left arm and head. So don't turn your head as you come up and down. So we're not swimming, so to speak. Keep going. One more set. Mm -hmm. 
And then this time you'll lift up both arms and your head. Both arms and your head up. Yeah. This is strengthening. Did you notice? The strengthening situation. If you can, I know the elbows aren't going to move, but as if you could sort of squeeze your elbows up higher. Ooh la la. Uh Uh-huh. Elbows can stay bent. The arms are sort of like a snake shape right in front of you. Have your hands, fingertips touching. Elbows bent. Yeah. Good. One more breath. And down you come if you hadn't already. Good Lord. Take a big breath. Okay. And you're going to push back up to hands and knees so that you can climb onto your elbows and knees. Uh huh. So elbows down. Interlace your fingers. Now you know what's going to happen. Keep your gaze up towards your knuckles. Don't let your head drop. Push your elbows down so much that you get your chest muscles activated. Stay here or step the legs back one at a time. Uh So you moderate the effort based on your body's capacity. So I had talked about earlier at the beginning of class how we have um, in our bodies amazing capacity and also we have limitations. So it takes courage sometimes to respect the limitations of the body without judging ourselves. So you work within your capacity, right? Push your elbows down. Whether your knees are down or not, push your elbows down. Get your chest muscles working. One more breath. All right, plop down on your belly. And we're going to do the same thing we just did. So elbows are bent, palms down, fingertips touching. So kind of like a diamond shape right above your head on the floor. If you're confused, you could look at me, and this is as if I were lying down, the same shape. All right, and then inhale, lift up your head and your right hand. You're not going to go very far. And exhale, head and right hand down. Inhale, head and left hand. Exhale, down. Uh, Keep going. Uh, Keep the elbow in its bent shape. You don't need to straighten it. And then once you've done the left, then you'll lift up both elbows and your head. Yes. Uh If you wanted extra challenge, you could lift your legs too. That would be a yoga extravaganza, a Thursday morning extravaganza of yoga. One more breath. Ah, Come on down. And push back into child's pose. So toes pointing back and together, knees wide. Uh So it'll be better if you go in front of the chairs. Yeah. There's space over here. Take two breaths. Know that you're breathing. Okay. Uh, Let's come all the way up to standing. Are you ready for it? Is it too early in the day? (laughs) Let's come all the way up to standing. I'm not going to give you instructions on how to stand up. I'm going to assume you can manage that yourself. And once you've come to standing, yeah, 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 have your feet shoulder width apart. Uh I'll stand up here. Okay, here we go. Inhale, right arm forward and up. 
Turn the palm out, exhale it back and down. Left arm up, turn the palm out, exhale down. That's your pattern. Please do a few more of these moving meditations. So doing what you're doing while you're doing it, sensing and feeling the body. You might be able to sense your feet on the floor, sense that you're standing up. It's moving the body very gently, but with attention, almost like you could somehow, this is a very simple exercise, but almost like it were making art with your breath. You know, when we dance and sing, we're not in a hurry to get to the end of the song. We're savoring the melody, so to speak. And then once you've finished whichever arm you're on, Go ahead and forward fold. Now, let your knees bend and down you'll come. If you have a tender back, brace your elbows on your knees so that you're working. Yeah. You can also, if going forward doesn't work, come to a wall or a chair and do something. Yeah. Yeah. So if going forward doesn't work, grab a chair and you can put your hands on the chair, on the back of the chair. I had cataract surgery, so I'm not supposed to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So do this one leg at a time. Okay. Yeah. Two more breaths wherever you are. Oh, let your head hang. Yeah. All right, now get your hands to your hips, and you'll come all the way up to standing. All right, we're going to take the strap. Oh, I know, right? There's a lot of new people, but normally this is our first week with straps. Our first week in probably 25 or 30 years with straps. (laughs) Like ever. So I need your strap to be in a loop. Can you figure out the button, the, the buckle? It goes through two and then back through one of them. All right, this is like your quiz. It's like your Thursday morning yoga quiz. And you need to, once you get that going, I'll come and help if you can't figure it out. You need to get your strap. You have to shift it so it's about as wide as your shoulders. Oh, yeah, you found them? Mine's too narrow now. Yeah, that's about right. So about as wide as the shoulders, maybe a little bit narrower than the shoulder width. And then you'll have the strap behind you, and you'll put your arms through. And so you have this strap on your arm bones right above your wrist, and your hands are palms facing each other. Uh Uh-huh. All right. It takes like an engineering degree to get this. All right. It doesn't have to go on your shoulders. Oh, yeah. You want it on our... uh, just like this. So your strap needs to be much narrower. Yeah. All right. Those of you that have this, depress your shoulders. So squeeze your fingertips towards the floor. Uh-huh. And then begin to push your arms apart. Uh, have the strap just right above the wrist. Yeah. 
and your shoulders themselves are pressing down and your arms are pressing out. Like you're trying to stretch the strap between your hands. All right. So arms straight. You're pushing down with your fingertips and wide with your arms. So you might have done something like this in a door jam when you were in a child. Uh-huh. Make sure the strap is right above the wrist. So it's not by the elbows. Down by the wrist, and you're pushing your shoulder blades down. Can you feel the muscles working under your armpits? Yeah? This is a really great exercise for your rotator cuff. All right, so just a moment longer here, and this is what I have as a task for you. As if your life depended on it, I don't know why your life would depend on it, but as if your life depended on it, try and stretch the strap. Yeah? Just for a little bit, like, just like push. Yeah? Uh One more breath. Okay, and then just let the strap fall down and let your arms float all the way up. Good, hands come down. Shoulders up, inhale, out your mouth. Put your arms out to the sides, curl your fingers in. Rotate your shoulders forward a lot and then rotate them back. We're working on our shoulders today, so a few more of these forward, and back. Uh-huh. Okay, now, next, get your sh- arms to neutral. Right shoulder forward, left shoulder back. Yes. Uh-huh. So it's not the arms. The arms are still out to the sides. Uh-huh. Come back to the center. Do one forward. Uh-huh. One back. Uh-huh. So the arms don't go behind you. Try right forward, left back. It's going to make you smarter. And then do the other side. Uh-huh. And then go side to side, just like so. It's like a very slow motion. You got it perfect. Shimmy. Very mindful shimmy. Uh-huh. Okay. Let your arms come down. Bend your knees. Swing your arms. Now here, really drop your arms at the bottom. Drop your arms. Almost like your arms could stretch out each time you bent the knees. Uh-huh. Let's inhale the arms up and exhale arms down. Oh, your jaw. Yeah. Okay, grab your block. Since we have blocks too, grab your block, put it between your thighs. Um, one of them. Block between your thighs, hands down by your sides. Yeah. Inhale. Your legs are going to go up like that, too. (laughs) Can you imagine? We'd all be levitating. (laughs) All right, big in-breath. Exhale, bend your knees, squeeze the block, butt backwards, arms forward. Okay, come up to standing. Inhale. That's your moving meditation. You'll do about four of them. Exhale, squeeze the block, butt back, arms forward. Inhale. Uh Again. And up. Last one. Knees bent, arms forward, stay. Pull the shoulders back. Uh-huh. Hands come to namaste. Now here, squeeze your block. Put some weight in your heels. Weight in your heels. And your block squeezing. Uh-huh. And tone your belly a little bit. Breathing, nostril hairs blowing in the yoga wind. This is strengthening. Let's have you lift your chest. <laughs> Two more breaths, block squeezing, 
block squeezing. We're going to get some block juice. All right, come on up to standing and let your arms come down. Let's remove the block and then just come to a pause. Just standing, a simple pause. Uh Unlock the back of the knees. And notice that you're standing here. Uh Back of the knees soft, weight pouring into your feet. Good. Let's turn to the right side of the room. You'll take your legs nice and wide. So we probably need to move if the cushion was still on, move it off. And your legs are wider than your shoulders. And you'll turn your right toes to the right. And bend your right knee. All right, arms out to the sides. Now, inhale. Close your left hand to the right. Drop your head and imagine that your back could really, your upper back could round. Okay, inhale. Open the arm back up. Lift the chest. I'm looking for chest movement. Exhale. Close the arm. Drop the head. Round the upper back. Inhale. Open. Please do two more. Exhaling. Doing what you're doing while you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Good. Side bend with the left hand down, right arm up. Uh For optional extra challenge, sink into that right hip more. Reach the right arm up more. Two breaths, wherever you are. Okay, come on up. And then straighten both legs and tip over a little bit down to the right. If your neck is tender, look down. Hold the shape. Breathe. Uh Commit to the shape that you're doing. If your mind looks around and compares yourself to someone else or how it used to feel, so we can compare ourselves to ourselves, or to other people, just if your mind does that, say thank you for your opinion and come back and feel what's actually happening. So you're in the experience rather than commenting. The commenting's not going to stop. It's just we turn the volume down on it. Let's come on up. Arms come down, and you'll change your feet. Mm-hmm. Bend your left knee. Arms are out to the sides. Okay, and here's your instruction. Inhale. Right hand closes to left. Round your upper back. Drop your head. And then inhale. Open it back. Lift the front chest. So first one side and then the other broadens. So uh, close. Back of the body broadens. And then when it opens, the front of the body opens. Broadens. You'll do two more. You can't get this wrong, just however you're doing it, it's just fine. Okay. When you've finished, your right hand comes down to the right leg, left arm lifts up. And here, lengthen the whole left side of the body. Breathe a lot. Okay. Come on up, straighten the left leg. And tip over. 
your neck is tender, look down. Uh, And then observe. Observe body sensation. Observe breath. You can even observe the thinking mind. We have in both the yoga and the Buddhist tradition, it's taught that there are six senses instead of five. So there's seeing, and in the same way we have thinking. So we can know that thinking is happening in the same way that we can know when we're hearing something or seeing something. That it's a sense that we take in through our mind also. Let's come on up and bring your feet facing this way as close together as your feet come. Uh, Hands to namaste. Bend the knees just two inch, not very much. And then inhale, lift the arms and the right leg. And then exhale, come down. Inhale, arms and other leg. And down. You'll keep going. You might be a little wobbly today. Fix your gaze. Fix your gaze so don't look around. Lock your gaze in like laser beams. Your peripheral vision might be on. Make it like art or music or dance. And when you make a mistake, when you're playing music, you just keep going. Not letting yourself get tripped up by mistakes or vulnerabilities. Uh One more leg. Okay. Good. Separate your feet so they're wide. Just maybe shoulder width. Bend your knees just an inch. Make fists, elbows back, chest lifting. Almost like you were in a courageous stance. That's our topic. So knees bent a little bit, chest lifting. And have, have a sense of your arms being engaged. So I'm putting us in this shape so that if you've been feeling especially downtrodden, there's been a lot going on, right? So let your body learn like this oomph, this courage. Um, okay, and then take your legs even a little wider, but the legs will be straight this time. And take your arms up and your gaze up. Uh, Big. Like, again, let your body absorb this shape. Like, um, often our body can express different moods or qualities. Let your body absorb this quality, our mood. Okay, good. Hands down. Let's bring the feet back together, just however they're comfortable. And you'll take your ring finger and thumb to touch on both hands. Uh-huh. And then the other fingers are extended. And then you're going to take your wrist crossed and put it high. So this is strength from the heart. It's the heart mudra of the hands. It's strength, courage. Almost like your finger were antenna, maybe. Good. And then bend the elbows a lot more and get the cross right in front of your heart. Courage. One more breath. Good. 
Release the arms, and you're going to take your loop, and we're going to do our little thing again, our floaty arm thing with the strap. You'll face the front of the room, the original front of the room. So the strap goes behind you, right right on the arm bones, right above the wrist, so not very high up the arm, and you're pressing your shoulders down. It's almost like your shoulder blades, you know, your scapula bones on the back of the body, like they could slide down. Uh And then pressing out like you could stretch the strap between your hands. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Let's do this and breathe. Mm -hmm. Notice if your head's jutting forward, and just if you need to, you could turn your head just a little bit to release the neck. Uh And you're breathing a lot, right? Um, push, keep pushing. This is very good for the little muscles in your shoulder joints. Two more breaths. Push. Now is the time. Okay. I think that's good. You can release the strap. Ooh, do they float up? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. Um, Oh, I have to think. Hopefully it won't take too long. Let's do the twist while I'm thinking. Yeah. Let the arms wrap and dangle. So you're not controlling this movement. But the arms are floppy, like Raggedy Ann, Raggedy Andy. Mm. Okay. Let's come into warrior one. So right foot forward, left foot back. Shoulders are facing the front of the room, and the arms come up. Okay. Inhale. Exhale, bend your elbows. Inhale, arms come up. Exhale, bend the elbows. Inhale, arms up. Exhale, bend the elbows. Now, here... Invite. So I'm using the word invite because it means your body might not respond. But you know how you don't always take all your invitations? So invite your chest forward and your elbows back. They're not going to go very far back because you've got shoulder blades back there. But invite the chest forward and the elbows back. And lift your chin just a little teeny bit. And I'll be back in ten minutes. I need my break. <laughs> no, just three more breaths or so, right? Push your back foot into the floor. Uh-huh. Pulling those elbows back, chest pushing forward. Uh, fingers are maybe antenna. Mm-hmm. One more breath. Okay, let the arms come down and the back foot forward. Uh, and then the left foot back. Your shoulders are facing the front of the room and your front knee is bent. So you have, I'm doing it, yeah, it's the left foot forward. I wasn't doing what you were doing. Did I say it wrong too? Okay, but look, you all figured it out. All right, (laughs) to ask for your money back. All right, arms up. Exhale, cactus elbows. Inhale, up. Cactus elbows. When your arms go up, lift your side shoulder blades, like under your armpits. Lift. Uh-huh. Good. 
Now, invite your chest forward and your elbows back. Lift your chin up a little bit. Push your back foot into the mat. Uh, Breathe a lot. Sense the shape. Hold steady. It might not be pleasant. Of course, if you're injuring yourself, right, we have courage and respect the limitations of the body. But if it's just uncomfortable, we practice for later today when you're at work or with your family and it's uncomfortable. So hold steady. And if it's pleasant, then you can enjoy that too. The process of mindfulness being present to the whole thing. Okay, arms come down, back foot comes forward. Move your jaw. Okay, now, since we have the blocks, you're going to have the block just um, on the floor next to your right foot. And have it turned low. Yeah, turn low. Okay. Cactus elbows. And bring your elbows together. Press your elbows and hands together. Can you feel your chest muscles working? Press elbows and hands together. And then slide them up an inch or two. Keep pressing. And slide them down an inch or two. Good. Release. Hands on your hips. Inhale. Bend your knees. Pick up your left leg. Cross the thigh over and let your right uh, left toes go on the block. Uh-huh. Keep your chest up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Elbows come together. Push your elbows together. Standing knees bent. Good. And then let's come on two feet. All right, let your arms be in front, elbows bent in 90 degrees. You're going to slide your right elbow underneath and wrap the hands. Oh, look at that. All right, bend the knees. Pick up the left leg. Cross it over. Toes can be on the block. Toes could be off the block. Toes could be hooked behind, yeah. Or you can come back next week. Now when you breathe, breathe backwards into the space between your shoulder blades. Okay, come on up. Uh Cactus elbows, pull your elbows back, 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 back. They don't go very far back. Turn your head a little bit. And then arms down. Elbows forward, press them in, squeeze them together, slide them up, and slide them down. Keep pressing, slide them up, press hands, elbows, slide them down. Good, release. You'll move your block over to the other side. Mm -hmm. Hands on your hips, bend your knees. Pick up your right leg. Wrap the thigh over. Toes can be on the block. Mm -hmm. Elbows together. Squeeze the elbows together. Okay, come up. Elbows forward. 
The left elbow slips underneath. Wrap the arms. Bend your knees. Pick up your right leg. Wrap it over. Toes can be on the block, off the block, or behind. Breathe into the space between your shoulder blades. Okay, come on up. Release the arms. Uh-huh. Pause. Relax your thumb and index finger. Okay, so now you're going to have your two blocks and you're going to lie down. One block, just watch for a second. One block's going to be under the head and one block's going to be between the shoulder blades. So I'm, you're going to be lying down, but the blocks are like this. Notice that this block is not in the lower back. It's up. So it will look like something like this. Okay. And then I'm going to come around and you let me know if you're uncomfortable. So make sure the block is not in your lower back. So this is in your lower back. You need to move it way up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, medium. Medium. Okay, so the one under your back. So let's sit up for a second. Come like this. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's pokey. Yeah, can you get your butt on the floor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then your arms, once you get here, your arms are out to the sides, shoulder height, palms up on the floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so come up for a second. Yeah, I think actually you've got it perfect. Never mind, come back. Oh. You're perfect. I shouldn't have messed with you. No, you're fine. Okay. I love your pants, too. Oh, thank you. Okay, good. That's a little too low in your back. Yeah. Okay. It's pokey, right? Uh huh. So it's not in your lower back. Okay, so you'll have to come down, sit up. Come down, sit up. Oh, sit up. Okay. Come back. Okay, that's not in the right place. Lift up a little bit. And back you come, it's going to be lower. And then hands, arms out to the sides, shoulder height, palms up. Okay. This hopefully is stretching your chest a little bit. Do you feel some chest stretching? Maybe. If your arm isn't happy with that being that high, you can bring it lower. Yeah. Okay, so let's do this. And that. Come back and see if that helps. Same, better, or worse. No, I don't want your neck like that. Here. Come down. Yeah. Is it better? Is it completely gone or just a little bit gone? That is good. Uh huh. Does it hurt? Does it need to go higher? Here, let's try this. Can you lift your head just a teeny bit? 
I actually, I like opening the chest, opening the shoulders. Uh-huh, come back. Does that support your neck? Yeah, that's great. Okay. Yeah, you can turn that one higher. Mm, it's not going to be in the right place because, here, come down, put your butt down. You're going to have to sit up. Okay, come back. go higher you can say no like with some more shoulder height like that for your chest uh-huh. two more breaths oh now some of you well, let's all try. And if your body says no, then you put your arms back where they are. Let's point the arms towards the ceiling. So you'll lift them off the floor and just stretch them up towards the ceiling. And then bend the elbows. Take a hold of the elbows. Uh-huh. And take your arms up over the head. Uh-huh. And some of you, your, your body's going to say no. And some of you are going to like this. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. Two breaths wherever you are. Okay, and then get the arms down by your sides. Now here's the tricky part, getting out of this situation. Can you roll to the side? You might put your elbows under you, right close, and roll over, move the blocks, and come back onto your back. You liked it. I feel like I want to take a survey. Some of you really liked it, but I think some of you hated it. Yeah? Okay. It's a popularity contest. All right. But, you know, that's the thing. Like, we get things we like in life, and we get things we don't like, right? Like, it's all always shifting. So you're on your back now. You're on your back now. Uh-huh. And then um, you can stretch your legs out. And for some people, lying flat is uncomfortable, so you might like to put the cushion under your knees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here, we do nothing, which includes not even relaxing, just a pause. Allow the floor to hold you up.
Notice how little effort it takes here to be in this shape. How little efforts relax your fingers, the space between the fingers, the tips of the fingers. Soften your lips. Notice if you're feeling peaceful. Now, now you might not be, of course. But if you are feeling peaceful, savor that. 
and take a deep breath, everybody. You'll bend your knees one at a time and place your feet on the floor. And roll to your right side. Just pause on your side. And then as you're ready, you'll come up to a seated position. So here we shift into meditation. Um, It's not more spiritual on the floor. So if you're not used to sitting on the floor, I do actually recommend a chair. There's lots of chairs out. If there's not enough chairs, if if you can't find a chair, you can grab a chair and just sit in a chair. As much as possible, we're not going to move around too much, so you can leave your mat where it is for now. If you decide that you want to sit on the floor, open up the big square cushion first. So with as little movement around as possible, so just leave your mats, and you can sit in a chair or on the floor. So we'll sit for 25, 30 minutes. You don't have to feel like you can't move. So you're welcome to shift if you need to shift, to shift with attention, with awareness. Uh, If you're sitting on the floor, you need cushion under your bum. You can kneel or you can sit cross-legged. Bless you. So find your posture. Your posture is both upright and at ease. And if at any point in the meditation, if the mind starts judging, this is going well, this is not going well, it's the same. We're, we're trying to turn the volume up, uh, turn the volume down on that commentary. It's going to keep happening, but we turn the volume down on that commentary and the volume up on the sensation of actually sitting here. So feel your hands resting.
generally the eyes are closed in this tradition. If you feel particularly sleepy or claustrophobic, you're welcome to open the eyes. Whether you're in the chair or on the floor, let your weight settle into the gravity. So settle down into your hips. Notice the steadiness of the hands and the lower body. The point of the meditation is to be kind and present with whatever happens. So if you notice that there's thinking, that means you've done that. You've noticed there's thinking. You could even thank the mind for its thoughts. It's trying to help you. You could bless the thoughts, bless this mind. Have a sense of the hands and lower body steady. And then notice sound. Sounds inside and outside the room. If something becomes uncomfortable or difficult, it can be helpful to acknowledge that. That is actually part of meditation. Noticing the hands and the lower body, steady, sounds inside and outside the room.
We're not trying to have any particular meditation experience. We're practicing being with what's here, the human experience. There's nowhere to go, nothing to get, no attainment, just this. Sounds inside and outside your heart, and your breath.
So I think it's very fascinating meditation what happens. We can just sit here or nothing's going on, but so much goes on. Yeah? Who had thinking? Show of hands, who had thinking? I think that is a uniform 100%. <laughs> All right. Who had, um, so I had, I had restlessness come up, and then it went away. And then a little while later, restless. Did anybody else have that kind of like restless? Yeah? Anybody have sleepiness? I didn't have that one today, but I get that sometimes, yeah. Did anybody have some peacefulness come up occasionally too? Yeah. Isn't it interesting? It's like the human condition. Meditation actually is about bearing witness to the whole thing and just observing, observing. Yeah? Did I miss anything? Did anybody have grief? Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. Some grief, yeah. Anybody have anger? That can happen too in meditation, yeah. Yeah, it's the 10,000 sorrows, 10,000 joys, the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, so next we are going to roll up the mats and make two semicircles up close to me. So the first semicircle will have people that want to sit on the cushions, and then the second one will be people in the chairs. So mats need to go away, um, and we'll come forward. Belts need to be rolled, but I think that's going to take a long time. I'm going to ask for volunteers to roll them. Mark, can you scoot your chair back a bit? Yeah.
What's I can't hear you. Um, I think it's just let it be for now. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll say something. So at this point in the class, we have um, a tradition of sharing names. Let's see, if you're on the cushion, it'll be better for me, actually, if you're not behind people in the chairs. Yeah. If we could, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're making space for you. Ah. Just so I can see your faces. I can tell if you start to snooze, I'll need to chop things up. Okay, so at this point, we share names, and I think there's a lot of new people today, so let's let's do names, and it's um, very easy. It's call and response, so you'll say your name, and then the group will say it back, and the idea is that we don't go too fast, and that we could maybe learn each other's names. If you come regularly, there's like half a sliver of a chance to learn each other's names, so it goes like this. Ashley. Ah, so easy. Let's have, um, let's do, I guess, the, we'll just see what happens. Let me go around. Lana. Lana. Is it not on? I don't think so. Oh, dear. Veronica. Veronica. Blake. Blake. Karen. Tanya. Tim. Vicki. Wendy. Claudia. Josh. Idris. Marilyn. Marilyn. Tori. Tori. Rob. Rob. Sandra. Sandra. Kelly. Gay. Molly. Molly. Nancy. Nancy. Carol. Carol. Ula. Carol. Mark Thelma Maya Ann Solea Solia Marsha Gail Susie Oh, here we go. Is that better? I turned myself off. Can you hear me now? Yes. Um, There's hearing-assisted devices in the back if you still can't hear me. Here's my question for you all. How have you been doing with all this stuff that's going on in the world? It's kind of intense, right? 
kind of, yeah, that's an understatement. So um, I really just wanted to hear maybe if there were one or two of you could say, like, what are some self-care things that you've been doing or some just straight-up coping mechanisms, like sometimes need to turn off everything because you can't take in anymore. But what are some, anybody have any things that have been helping? I mean, I would assume coming here, like for me, actually doing practice has been really helpful. Um, What else? Has there been other stuff, self-care stuff, in the midst of all of this? Turning it off. Turning it off. Yeah, turning it off. I felt that that was kind of chicken, but I just can't. No, it's, it's, our, our nervous systems are sensitive. So we need to know what's happening, but we also need to protect our nervous systems. Yeah. Uh, loving kindness meditation to everyone, yeah. And I also think when you are, you said something earlier, when you are in a happy place, enjoy that moment. Yeah. Right. Don't, don't start thinking about what you have to do next. Just enjoy it. Be in the moment as best you can. That can be a great refuge. I, I heard something over here. I feel guilt. You feel guilt. Really yeah, it is really it's hard. Like we're just sitting there watching it happen and not doing it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, what else do we got? Getting outside and hiking. Getting outside and hiking. Yeah. Getting out fresh air. Fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you... Yeah, um, just basking in at night with appreciation. Uh, I have right. My health, um, right. Family around me, my bed, right. my water. I mean, the littlest thing. Yeah, thing. so could you all hear appreciating even the littlest things and actually taking time to do that as a practice? Yeah, and then you had your hand up in the back. I'm starting to ask for help. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. Like, use this as an opportunity to actually connect us, to ask for help. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been um, using a lot of essential oils. Ah. Um, I've been becoming a wellness advocate and learning about the uses of the oils. And for me, a lot of different conflicting emotions Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, grounding down with my diffuser, making products and sharing them with people I care about uh-huh. so they can experience. Uh-huh. Just calming down a little bit your whole nervous system. So I hear a bunch of stuff, I like the use of oils, and I also hear a little bit of sharing, connecting with other people, and um, finding healthy ways to connect with other people. Yeah, beautiful. Anybody else got anything? I just, Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so basically um, going out in nature and having your feet touch um, sand or concrete or grass. Right. And just grounding yourself and just kind of like knowing that we're all one, you know, yeah. to not have that separateness from people, right. but to feel that we're all connected somehow. And yeah. Like, you know. And also, I mean, I think this is beautiful practice, so I'm going to repeat it vaguely what you said, like going outside barefoot and grounding and remembering that we are all connected. But I also think respecting when we get overwhelmed too and when we feel numb or guilty, like, because this can be, like you mentioned this too, a whole host of stuff can be happening emotionally and actually taking the time for yourself to go through the different 
emotions and then remembering the positive and right so there's a whole host of skills did i see another hand yeah Yeah, yeah. Somebody last night said this really, I, I have a meditation group on Wednesday evenings also, and somebody last night said this really interesting thing. She said that she likes to read sort of long-scale history to understand that this happens and that like it's to have the bigger picture about the whole thing. I thought that was really interesting. And somebody else last night said a little bit what a couple of you have mentioned, like this reaching out to other people, helping other people, and asking for help, that that actually has been really uh, important. Yeah? Oh, uh, Philip Moffitt's book um, from was Emotional Chaos to Oh, yeah. yeah. Very excellent. Yeah. So Philip Moffitt's book, Emotional Chaos to yes. Clarity. Yeah. yeah. You have to get that right, not clarity to chaos. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, the topic today is courage. Um, it came from another meditation group I lead. Um, someone asked about courage. And I, I feel like this is um, actually really an important part of our practice, courage, that doesn't necessarily get talked about too much. Um, it's sometimes very difficult to be alive. And that is actually the first noble truth. So the Buddha taught the first thing he taught, the very first thing he taught after awakening was the four noble truths. And the first of the four noble truths, they're called noble truths. So there's something about the, the, the truth of the way things are, these four noble truths that's ennobling. So are uh, dignifying. This first noble truth is there is that which is difficult to bear. This is the human condition. There is that which is difficult to bear. It's ennobling because it's calling us forward to respond, right? That when there are, things are difficult, what do we do? How do we respond? How do we take care of ourselves? How do we take care of each other? It's this ennobling path. And it also means that when things go wrong, um, we, sometimes in spiritual traditions we can get very lofty ideas, sort of the ultimate truth, and then there's like the relative mundane world. And like we can look at things through different lenses or different views, different levels of looking at things. And one level, one way of looking at that truth what that means is that when things are difficult for you, when stuff has gone wrong, it's not your fault. It's the human condition. Because, because you can do, you can, you can do everything exactly perfectly, as best you can all the time, and there's still going to be that which is difficult to bear. And the fact of the matter is we can't do everything perfectly. I should say that with air quotes, right? Because what actually is that? Um, as far as I can tell, from my experience, having a very clean, wonderful diet and exercising and doing yoga and meditation does not exclude me from sometimes getting ill and this aging thing that's happening too. It's really intense. And I think it's just getting started. Hopefully. <laughs> right? So 
like on one level, when things are difficult, it's not your fault. It's the human condition. And so we're called to move forward. And that call to move forward takes a lot of courage. Now, courage um, doesn't mean that we're not afraid. And it bears, uh, it's important to talk about fear because that's related, right? Like there there are things that we are afraid of. And sometimes our fears are keeping us safe. And I don't mean to say that you should ignore all your fears and do 100% of everything all the time, like, right? We're a part of what we do when we enter into this practice is we're developing the wings of wisdom and compassion. So compassion, there are things that are difficult. This first noble truth, there's that which is hard to bear. And then compassion and then wisdom. So uh, wisdom, what fears need to be bowed to and what fears do we need to bow to and still step forward, right? Like we're called sometimes to step forward and sometimes not. Um, Courage is like a muscle. It grows with practice, right? It grows with practice. We're called to be courageous, to show up. It's so weird, like sit in meditation practice. Ah, it's going to be so peaceful. The first, before I went on my first meditation retreat, I thought, Oh, it's going to be so blissful. Five days, the people who are laughing have done them, right? <laughs> right? But then we sit down, and it takes courage to be with ourselves. It takes courage to be with ourselves. It takes courage to be with that which is difficult. And courage is not the absence of fear necessarily. It's the willingness to step forward anyway. A willingness to show up and be, be seen. Um. So Brene Brown, does some of you know her? You must, right? Yeah, she's lovely. She talks about courage and vulnerability, and she puts them together. They kind of go together, right? Vulnerability, that which is uncertain, that which is unclear. This is actually the first noble truth also. Because everything's changing, because everything's changing, it's uncertain and vulnerable, right? So that your vulnerabilities and your fears and your uncertainties actually aren't necessarily a mistake. It's the way life is. And it's like a call for us to step forward. But we step forward together. We reach out and help each other, right? We step forward together. So Brene Brown says, to live a brave life, you must believe you are worthy of love and belonging, This is her first thing. I feel like we could stay here for like the next 10 years and practice this, right? Practice. It's called a practice. I said that at the beginning, not a perfect. So to live a brave life, you must have at the foundation some sense of worthiness, of love and belonging. It's impossible to move forward when things are difficult, when when there's not that sense of love and worth. It's really important. Um, It is to be cultivated and practiced. Um, There's lots of practices around this. Um, Just talking about it is the beginning of this practice. And then um, there's lots of books. If you're interested at the end, you can come talk to me and I can point you in the direction of this. Um, I, I feel like it's so interesting. What actually drew me to meditation was the cultivation of love and compassion. That was like the initial spark, the interest for me. And I spent probably the first four years of my practice doing loving-kindness practice to myself. 
like four years. <laughs> and I didn't do, I didn't do other people. I was like, okay, I got, this is like, this is, a, this is the deal. And, and the cup just needs to keep filling and filling and filling so that it can expand, so that we can offer this to others, right? Like this sense. So courage um, is to be cultivated and practiced with the intention of living a life defined by courage, compassion, and connection. So connection takes vulnerability. I noticed in these groups that I lead, as soon as one person takes a risk to share something that's maybe a little vulnerable, then something shifts in the whole group. So last night, so the meditation group I'm a part of on Wednesday nights that I started, there are three of us teachers, and um, the teacher who taught last night, she told a story that she, she, she was like, oh, I don't know if I can tell the story about herself. Like, it was a little risky for her. It was a little risky. It was a vulnerable thing. But she decided to tell the story. I'm not going to tell the story because it's her story. It's a great story, but it's her story, so I'm not going to tell it. But what it did for the group, because she took that risk, right, it led to this, in some ways, deep connection and healing, right? So our fears, our insecurities, our vulnerabilities are actually a pathway into connection. You know, as soon as we're like, I'm fine, nothing's wrong, my life is perfect. Like, there's no room for connection there. No room at all. And then we got Facebook and Instagram, right? And there it is. Right? It's, it's like, we're, it's, 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 um, it's like we have to turn around and turn towards our vulnerabilities so we can connect with each other, so that we can move forward. Um, so, from Brene Brown again, number two, people who live brave lives, identify vulnerability as the catalyst for courage, compassion, and connection. This is a little bit what I'm saying. That uh, vulnerability, this first noble truth there is that which is hard to bear. It's the catalyst for courage and compassion and connection. Okay, number three is what she says. This This one's good. If you want to be brave... You are signing up for, well, I'm going to, butt kicking. She didn't say butt, but you know what I mean. If you want to be brave, you're signing up for a butt kicking. You can't have comfort and courage both. I think that's interesting. I was looking on the internet, as I will do when I'm preparing for talks, and there's a quote. There's a, this one showed up a few different places. A ship is safe in the harbor, but that's not what ships are for. Right? Yeah. Vulnerability is about, this is the fourth one, she says, vulnerability is about having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. Hmm. Vulnerability isn't weakness. It's our greatest measure of courage. It's taught. It's so, like, like every time, like, if I fall down and trip, like, right, like, the initial impulse is, like, did anybody see me? <laughs> right? Like, it's a little embarrassing to have vulnerability. Like, it's a little, like, oh, 
like, oh, okay. Or, to t- you know, right? Like those little, like our little foibles is my new favorite word, foibles. Like the human foibles. When actually, actually, like those again are our connections. Those are, those are our connections. And, um, okay, this, this phrase, when we have no control over the outcome. How often does that happen in your life? Like all the time, right? Like constantly. Like, even sitting down to meditate, can you tell your mind to stop thinking and it, it behaves? No. Can you tell your body to stop aging and it stops? No. Right? Like, no control over the outcome. This whole thing about an illusion of control, this is, this is one of the paradoxes of life. Because we do have control in some respects. But I think we get caught in that and we think we have a lot more control than we have. Because actually... Things are just unfolding. Things are unfolding as things unfold. It's like I plant an acorn, or I plant a carrot seed, I'm going to get a carrot. I plant an acorn, I'm going to get an oak tree. Right? Things unfold in, a, in a, a sort of natural, lawful way. And we don't always have control over the outcomes, like most of the time. Okay, the fifth one. I like this one. Courage is contagious. Living a brave life changes not just you, but also the people around you. Right? Have you noticed this? Like, it's inspiring. It's like if some one person is brave, like that can shift the whole thing. And this happens whether you're aware of it or not. Right? Like, you might think, oh... I haven't done anything, or I haven't influenced anybody, or what I do doesn't matter. But that's actually not true. It's, this is another paradox. I love all the paradoxes of spiritual practice. Like, what we do actually has a big impact. And then in another way, like, there's 7 billion people and, you know, whatever. But what we do actually does have an impact on each other. Like, we impact each other. We're, we're social beings. We have impact on each other. And living a courageous life, it's contagious, right? I do think that's one of the reasons why coming together for meditation and yoga classes, like we're lifting each other up. You know, when I first came to Spirit Rock a long time ago, one of the things that was really inspiring to me was uh, I felt like I was joining a community of people who were trying to lift each other up. Isn't that amazing? I mean, and, you know, to be clear, behind the scenes, there's some, it's human place. It's a human place. Don't have your projections. But also, like, to come together with people where we're actually here to help each other, to inspire each other, to cultivate the wholesome, and that who we put ourselves around can make a difference, right? Can make a difference. Okay. Um, And then I... Um, oh, what supports courage? This is important. And this, this maybe I'm going to ask you to contribute what your thoughts are. What supports courage? I was thinking about this. Um, we have a quality uh, called shraddha or sada, um, which is uh, uh, faith, our trust, our confidence. The word is translated different ways, but confidence like, I, I think a little bit that's why the person who was saying she likes to look at long history to see, like, that gives her a sense of confidence that this is an error that will end. 
right? Like a sense of faith. Like even when the crappiest thing has happened, the sun actually does rise the next day. It seems impossible sometimes. It seems totally impossible. But like this sense of faith, our trust, that things do unravel and shift and change. Um, And that... um, And also like this sense of faith and confidence in your own capacity to meet the challenges, in your own capacity to reach out when you need to, right? Like this can really help courage. Um, What supports courage? Faith. And then the second one I was thinking about was self-care. And that's why I asked about that, self-care. Compassion, right? The compassionate heart can really help us with our courage, And then the third one I thought of was uh, wisdom, which is understanding that to be alive is to be vulnerable. It's actually part of being a human being. It's just part of it. And, um, And that uncertainty is actually part of being a human being, that things are changing. Because things are changing, things are uncertain. So that's just part of how it is. That's We, we start to understand that. And then... Um, I also thought supporting courage would be uh, actually energy or enthusiasm. Like, if my physical vitality is low, um, it might be impossible to do something courageous. But if if I'm feeling my physical vitality, my energy, so the, the essential oils can help with that, eating well, getting enough sleep, taking care of ourselves, right? So that our physical vitality can actually be there to support us. Um, and then, so that, that leads to you all. What, are, uh, what supports courage for you? So that's the discussion question for today. What supports your courage? Yeah. And let's actually use the mic so I don't have to paraphrase incorrectly <laughs> or short. Thank you for passing it. Let's give it to her. Um, thank you for the lesson today. It's something... I've been thinking about, mm. um, and one thing that has been really heavy on my mind about courage is what is your intention? What is the intention? Because that will motivate your action. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, we have, um, okay, I'm going to go a little geeky, okay? So the, I mentioned the Four Noble Truths, and the first one is um, there is that which is hard to bear. There's dukkha is the word. The fourth noble truth is the path to awakening. And the second, <laughs> there's so many lists. The second on the fourth noble truth of the path, the second path factor, or the second practice to cultivate awakening is intention, is wise intention. So it just it, you're bringing it right in. Thank you. What else supports your courage? Hmm. Also, any comments or questions are welcome, too. Yeah. Will you pass it on? Um, I think one... Uh, way to approach sort of big problems or any problem really is to try to break it down into little tiny pieces 
because sometimes the problem itself or whatever the issue is seems <clears throat> incredibly insurmountable and that we can't really have any impact on it individually. But sometimes little actions or just little steps that we can take can make us feel like at least we're moving in a direction. Beautiful. Yeah. One step at a time. One teeny tiny step. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've got one. Let's pass it all the way down, if you don't mind. Oh, today I was reading in the newspaper about a man whose daughter was killed in Charlottesville. Uh-huh. And he's decided that all you can do is accept it. Uh-huh. You can't live with anger or, yeah. you know, hate. Acceptance is what you have to live with. Yeah. yeah. that was pretty... That's deep. That's a high teaching. That's deep. And the interesting thing, actually, is that sometimes we have to go through the anger to get to the other side. Right? And the teachings around anger are that it actually just hurts our, our own self. Like, it doesn't hurt the person who you're angry at. It just hurts ourselves. But that is a deep, deep teaching. Yeah. That is a tall order that takes courage. Yeah. Yeah, over here on the other side. Um, I found it's really helpful lately um, this is about the control thing, uh-huh. about that we don't have control. Um, but that to set really clear intention, uh-huh. but not the specifics. Ah. And to be really open to yeah. the universe deciding what, you know, right. not deciding, but right. giving you what you need. Right. Rather than, I mean, I've spent most of my life Describing how things ought to be, right? And each particular characteristic, oh, yeah. And it never really works. <laughs> so just kind of giving yeah. up and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I think for me, um, so a little background story, um. I've been um, depressed and uh, with a lot of anxiety and panic um, and secluded to my home for five years. Um, I'm just getting out. Um, and what, I've, what has helped me with the courage um, to be able to connect with people and come out and not be afraid of the world um, is to really work um, meditation, all of that, um, yeah. but really with my mind. Like, yeah. Um, Telling me that I can, um, something that I'm doing is mirror work, which is you know looking into my eye and mm-hmm. just telling you know being there, just telling myself how much I love myself, mm-hmm. how much how much how much beauty you know I have inside and out. Um, I was reading that women um, usually spend like two years looking at the mirror on <laughs> the whole entire life, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, usually I tell myself you know what I don't like about myself, right. and so now I'm thinking you know I need to change that self-talk about myself yeah. you know and yeah um and that just really has transformed my life yeah you know just the, the way I see myself yeah. the, the the thoughts that I have about myself and really yeah. being aware of when I um say something negative about myself you know or anything right um, right beautiful thank you for sharing yeah I think 
Maybe you have one more. This will be the last one. Um, for the last nine months, I've been dealing with some really atrocious things that are beyond my control. But I suppose I played a part in um, some cho- uh, by in some choices that I made leading up to an event that happened that um, is affecting my life. Um, I guess to be more specific, I'm involved in a criminal case. I'm a witness for the prosecution, and it's everything's really ugly. And I just am in. Um, I've been in just literal hell, mm. and I'm stuck in trauma and flashbacks and um, chaos mentally mm. and chaos on the outside of me. Um, trying to trying to live a uh, spiritual life and it just it's not working so um, I have this lovely friend Solea over here and she brought me here today and yesterday I asked her for help um, around my behavior because I'm not um, kind of assimilating into what's going on in the world and what's going on into my very small world. My world has become very small and very self-centered and very selfish. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah, thank you for sharing. I'm glad you were able to come and have a friend bring you here. Uh, Yeah. Takes courage to be alive, yes? To just be alive, yeah. So um, I have a couple of announcements and then a brief closing, and then um, we can close. So one, could someone who doesn't have to be anywhere right away stay and help roll up all of the straps? Because I think some got rolled and some didn't, and it would be nice to leave. The, yeah, you'll help with the straps. Thank you. And Yeah, you can help too. And then if you haven't paid yet, just there's a basket on the floor if you could make sure you pay. And then we need to, once we're done, after I've done the closing, we'll make sure all the cushions and chairs are back in place and the windows closed if the windows got open. So I think that's all. And then we're looking for more volunteers. We've been having a little trouble with the volunteers. So if you're open to volunteering, maybe come talk to me and I'll figure out how to help you do that volunteer thing because we can't really do the class. The volunteers help a lot. Um, and um, and I'd also like, I think, any other announcements? I think that's, I think those are the announcements. So just to dedicate our practice today to all in the world that are suffering, that have difficulties, that have been in, impacted by the storms and the earthquake and the killings, like all those people, that's a lot of people. So dedicating our practice out. Let's find a little bit of uprightness. And then take, take a hand and put the hand palm down on your chest. Mm-hmm. In a gesture of support and care. So may you be safe and protected from both inner and outer harm. 
and may be as healthy as possible and may be held in a great ocean of compassion. And then take your hands, palms out. They can be up or down. It doesn't matter. Just palms out hands as if you could send out blessings. So any goodness from this practice, any merit, any wisdom, any compassion, any courage, let's send it out into the world. And then bring your hands to touch. May all beings everywhere know peace and the causes of peace. Thank you so much. I could not do it without you. It's really true. So thank you. And I hope to see you again maybe next Thursday if you're around. Stack the chairs and cushions in the closet. Yeah. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed to continue these offerings, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.